listening to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, where women who are ready to expand their life adventure discover the tools to stop playing small and tap into the courage required to enjoy their second wind. Welcome. We are so glad you're with us today. It's always a treat to welcome the listener out there that just needs a little pick-me-up, wants to hear a good message from a great guest, and is open to what she has to say. I want to share with you something that I'm doing this year. Um, Always in, I always in January in my local town of Tyler, Texas, do a vision board workshop. Now, a vision board workshop is a gathering of women, usually, um, and we create the goals and the things that we want to create for our upcoming year. So, since we've turned the calendar and we're now in 21, and many of us are very happy to leave 2020, behind us, now is when we need to focus on those things that we can create in 2021. Now, we're all very optimistic, even though there are some limitations on us still, that we can create an awesome year now that we have learned how to move her through the pandemic and the COVID and all of that. Hopefully we can leave the challenges that we experienced, the disappointments, the sorrows that may have happened to us in the past. So going forward, you would be creating those goals that you want to have happen in the year coming forward. Perhaps a new car, Perhaps a a building business, perhaps a a romance, perhaps a family gathering again. So all of these would be things that you, through vision, through images, would put on a board, and that would become your vision board for 2021. Now, as I said, I usually did that in person here. But the great thing that in January— just a short time from hearing this call, on January the 23rd, I will be doing a virtual vision board workshop. Now, this is going to be fun. It's going to be a new time for me to do do this workshop on on the internet. So we're all going to get Uh, have a new experience here. If you've never done the vision board, let me tell you, you walk away with a powerful tool that can help you create your new and exciting year for 2021. Now, if you will go to Joyce Buford Empowers on my Facebook You can sign in there and join up. And through the Facebook, y'all be doing Facebook Lives about exactly what a vision board is and how we go about it. And then you will also be able to go to JoyceBufordEmpowers.com. And there you can see how you could sign up for this happy, fun vision board 
virtual vision board. Now, this will be taking place on the 23rd of 2021. It will be a four-hour workshop. And what I'm going to be doing for you during the weeks prior, starting in the 1st of, of January, I will be sending you how you create your kit, why you would want to do a vision board. What is a vision board? All of the questions that you may be asking yourself. But I tell you what, there are some people in this world that cannot live without a vision board. It is a visual visual plan for your year. And I will explain how that happens. So anyway, go to Joyce Buford Empowers Facebook page or you can sign in on the on my webs on my give me your email by going to my website, JoyceBufordEmpowers.com. Sign up for the freebie there and that will give me your address. You will be immediately put on my mailing list, and then you will receive all the emails around this event. So anyway, I hope you'll think about being there. It's really an important tool that you're going to enjoy if you've never done one. You're going to love it, and it's going to be an annual event for you. Now, I'm excited about our guest today because... She, like many women, went through a major change about nine years ago in her life. Now, she's gonna, she had a 20-year uh, career as a health care veteran, and then she was a business owner for eight years. Now, as you will know, most people that get into something, and she has truly gotten into something that really gives her pleasure and support because she loves enabling and helping people be their best. And so her name is Serena Talbot. And Serena has, has become a business mind coach, mindset coach, and a rapid transformational therapist. Now, she focuses on the mindset, as you could tell, and she has become confident in order to help others make the shift that she experienced nine years ago. So anyway, I want her to tell the shift that she made that really changed her life and set her on this path of helping others meet their transitions in their life. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to share this story and um, it, I think it's so good when we, when we talk about the shifts and we talk about the transition and we talk about all the stuff before kind of the happy ending or whatever. So yeah, I'm really excited. So should I just dive in? Tell us about what happened to you nine years ago or about the time that you made the shift. What was the shift that made you want to change your life and move forward? Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, those shifts, you know, we didn't expect or they they weren't really on, like you were talking about your vision board. It was not part of my agenda. Uh, So with my, a business that I had started and run uh, closed after five years. So five years previous in uh, 2007, I started 
a homeless shelter for women. Uh, it was, oh, we were gosh. in a, yeah. yeah, it, it was, we were in a small town. And so it was, it was just a, a building that could house three or four families. And we were in a more rural area and found out that homelessness and I believe it still is growing faster in rural areas than cities. People kind of leave the cities and then end up not necessarily on the streets, but not in good living situations. They might right. be at campgrounds or, you know, living in different people's living yeah. rooms. They call it couch surfing or garages or things like that. So we found out that was happening. And I thought, well, we let's, let's do that. We'll make that happen. And I had three little kids and I got pregnant with my fourth, um, uh a couple months after we started. So the process of running that was absolutely, you know, life-changing for me in the fact that I believe any business as we're running it is really, you know, it brings out who we are. It brings up our limiting beliefs, our challenges, our past experiences, all these things business brings to light because, yes. you know, in order to be the leader we want to be, we have to address it. And right. so as I was running this, all the things from my past that I thought, oh, yay, that's all gone. I never have to think about it again, you know, growing up in poverty yeah. myself and having, you know, my dad was abusive and thankfully my mom left him when I was really young, but those things that I thought were long gone still affected me and they were affecting how I was operating. And even the whole, you know, my whole drive, I was so driven in this business because I wanted to prove I could succeed and prove that I was valuable. And so if, you know, we would, we would do donations and did lots of fundraising. And if we would get a large donation, I would feel amazing. And mm -hmm. if, you know, we had a scarce month, I would feel horrible. Like my identity was very much tied into this organization. And so after five years, I was completely burned out and I had yeah. no more energy to give because I didn't have, um, during running it, I, I, I was so driven to do it. I couldn't say no. I would go through people because I had these crazy expectations and I just wanted it to be perfect. And I was always pushing, you know, better, faster, harder. And I wouldn't allow people to help. And I was very much kind of a control freak about this. And right. even though we were doing this wonderful thing, I, I very much had the attitude, well, if it's going to get done, I have to do it. You know, and I was just doing way too many things and raising four, you know, kids under age eight. Um, yeah. So do you think, just a quick question here, yeah. you know, so many of us that go into the coaching business and it's certainly been an awesome experience for me, but it, we normally go in the coaching business, I'm speaking for myself, because of a life experience that I went through, which was divorce. And so as I was healing myself, that's where I went. I wanted to work with women in transition and primarily from divorce. So are you are you thinking or am I thinking, <laughs> not yours, not thinking, I'm thinking, uh, that because you had gone through this experience with your mother leaving your dad and having a hard time, is that the, the reason you were so drawn to support these women through their transitions? 
Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, growing, growing up in poverty and understanding Uh that, um, it was, and, you know, I think there's two, I think there's two ways we're, we're either doing it. And like I said, I really believe business and, um, our professions and our wanting to help Mm -hmm. at least for me in the beginning was absolutely unknowing, you know, bringing up my old stuff. And then I think Uh to resolve my old stuff. And now, you know, that's part of the transition on the other side, I can help people out of my healing. Right. So I think we're either helping people out of our brokenness that we're still Mm -hmm. in. I see Mm -hmm. people doing that, or we help in a much healthier way from the healing when we're on the other side of it. So I've done both. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's definitely healing. I mean, we heal ourselves and as well as we heal others, because I think we give great advice when we've walked the path before and we've healed from that because we we're familiar. We we know their pain. We know some of their struggle. It's it's a valuable thing to bring into a situation. Absolutely. And, yeah. and that's kind of, you know, where I can be now is I can watch someone and I do have clients who burn out and I can, mm-hmm. I had a client, um, when the pandemic first started and she completely burned out and was scared she was going to stay like that forever. And because I've walked through it, I was like, nope, it's not going to last forever, <laughs> but you need to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so, yeah. Stop that brain chatter. I would think. Yeah. 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 So when the, when the business, it was really the fourth year that I started to realize, okay, like I'm the common denominator here. I had been blaming other people. Like I said, I was like, well, they're not doing a good enough job. I'm just going to do it all myself. And it was around year four that I thought, okay, I'm the common denominator. Maybe it's me. Maybe I have a problem. Mm -hmm. And so that really began my wanting to heal, to fix myself so I could keep the business going. And what ended up happening is, you know, I, I couldn't fix everything within nine months. And so the business, um, closed and that ended up being the best thing that ever happened. I remember the day I called the board and I said, you know, we, I I can't do it anymore. Um, and I had been trying to find, you know, a manager or someone to come and help and take over, but I really, really struggled to actually let somebody do that, to give up the control, to allow that to happen. Yes. That was my was own making. <laughs> well, you um, did have four babies at home, didn't you? Four children. Yeah. Yes. That, that alone. Mercy yeah. girl. <laughs> I know. I know. I say sometimes like if I walked up to myself back then, I would probably just shake myself. Like, what are you doing? And it was like, what are you trying to prove? And I was trying to prove a lot. Yeah. Um, when it closed, I remember going home mm-hmm. and you know, hearing very clearly. And and for me, it was God. Some people might say universe or something, but I just heard very clearly, sweetie, you need to learn that you're valuable. Even when you're not performing, even when you're not doing something, you're valuable just for being you. And that's really the transition for me. That's when my, my life changed from constantly needing to prove myself and, and show people my value really from the outside, right? Trying to get that external validation to really knowing I'm valuable, even when I'm home, even when I'm not performing, even when I'm not doing what you like, even when I say no, um, Mm -hmm. I went from having zero boundaries to now, 
uh, easily saying no. I when I when I first um, so that closed, and I just started this healing journey. I read books and I went to therapy and counseling and watched videos and really dug into my own. You know this this whole idea of getting your identity from and your worth from outside of you to transitioning to getting it from within. Yes. And so part of that was I went kind of to the extreme with boundaries where people would say, can you help with this? Can you do this? And I'd be like, no, before they were even talking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I bet they were looking at you like, this is totally different. <laughs> yeah, it felt, and it felt wonderful. So, and that process was understanding those things in my past that I thought were gone, and I thought, oh, good, now that never has to affect me. It was kind of this rude awakening, like, oh, they really are affecting me a lot, a lot more than I know, and I need to process them, and I need to work through them. And part of that ability to process it was the rapid transformational therapy, and and that's what I do now. But having that ability to figure out, okay, Okay, what's the root and what are you believing? What's the belief that you have? And for me, it was, I'm not valuable. I shouldn't be here. I'm not good enough. And then being able to change that. That's the healing is when we release those old beliefs and we believe something new. And, and because having that experience, having that rapid transformational therapy session was such a powerful um, experience in my own life. And my kids were much older then, you know, this took a few years to, yeah. to, to get that, that healing took time. Um, but when I, when I came across that, like I said, my kids were older, I decided that that's what I wanted to do when I grow up. And now, like you're saying, uh, it's, this, I continue to heal and then I can walk with people while they Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So tell us what rapid transformational therapy is. Yeah. So rapid transformational therapy is a powerful um, therapy. It's, it's hypnotherapy and it's also, it's mixed with neuro-linguistic programming, cognitive behavioral therapy. But the bottom line is a lot of times if we want to go and find out what a belief is that's holding us back or what past experiences we're having that are triggering behavior, they're making us anxious or overwhelmed or angry or whatever it is. A lot of times when we try to get to the root of that, we aren't successful and we can guess and we can, you know, talk about it for months and months or years and years and really not get to the root and be able to release it. And so this is a powerful therapy that lets you do that. You're in a calm, relaxed state. And a lot of times people are like, oh, hypnosis, I'm going to quack like a duck or something. But it's just, (laughs) it's like a guided meditation. You're just in that calm state. Uh And it's the same state we we grow up in. So when we're getting programmed, right, we're learning all about the world before age 10, how relationships work, how money works, if right for me, if you're valuable or not, if you're loved or not. And if you have any of that old programming that isn't serving you, it's really helpful just to be in that calm, relaxed state to ask, what is it? Where did this come from? Why is this happening? How is this showing up? But most importantly, to change it to replace it with the beliefs that are the truth, that we are valuable, we are worthy, we're absolutely lovable. Um, And so that was my experience, having that and experiencing that for the first time in my life. I remember, you know, people would say meditate. And I was like, I cannot do that. Like me alone with myself is not a good thing. Like I was not kind in my own head. And, And after this experience of really dealing with the subconscious stuff, I got to have those beliefs 
for the first time in my life feeling good when I was like sitting by myself, you know, being kind to myself, like you're good, you're doing a good job, you're valuable, you're worthy, you know, and that really was powerful. Right. Yeah. Um, I like hypnosis. I think it's a valuable tool. Uh, It changes that subconscious mind, which runs our everything for us. Yeah. And so because most of us live in the conscious mind every day, but the subconscious really does hide our woes. So can you talk a little bit about the two different brains that we have? Oh, absolutely. It's my favorite thing to talk about. (laughs) Oh, good. Well, the thing is, our subconscious runs 97% of our life. So this is a fascinating thing to me, you know, because I I kind of do this, you know, we can get into hypnosis and sometimes you're like, oh, that's woo-woo. But there's a ton of brain science right now. And in the last 20 years, especially studying what exactly that means. And all it is, is it's a different state. But Mm -hmm. that and it's called alpha brainwave state if anybody wants to nerd out about it and our conscious is beta brainwave but when you can get in that and we do it naturally when we're driving and we zone out when we first wake up in the morning or right before bed when we're watching tv if like i said if we're in a meditation we're in it but we grow up in it and that is where we're programmed and that is the only place where you can reprogram, right? Like a computer program, if you want to change it, you've got to go into it. But most of the time we completely ignore it and we do it with our conscious mind. We say, oh, I need to think differently. Or we look in the mirror and we say, I'm successful, I'm amazing, I'm brilliant. You know, and you're using that 3% and the 97% is like, screw you, we're not budging. So so that's (laughs) what's really powerful about it. Yeah, and it's, it's... Fascinating if you study, I know all of the um, Russian Olympic team uses hypnosis, a ton of American Olympics and golfers. And I had a client and it was really funny because she was like, she's known about me, but she was like, I don't know if I wanted to do, you know, hypnosis, but she was on a training with Jack Canfield. And he said, you know, it's really powerful when you want to be successful to envision yourself succeeding with your subconscious. And he suggested hypnosis. So I thought that was funny. And she had a phenomenal, you know, session with me, but Um, yeah, when you get, it just makes sense, right. To get 97% helping you instead of fighting against you. And that's just, it, it just makes sense, but we don't really, I think the science is just fairly new unless somebody like you, you've known about it and experienced it. And then you're like, yeah, it works. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I actually took some of the beginning work with Marissa Peer, who is your uh-huh. Coach, right? You went yeah. to New York for this. Yeah, You're I training with her in person in New York. Yep, at yeah. the Academy of Medicine. Oh, that's I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah, we didn't talk about that the other day. Um, yeah. So, how long was your training for this? So that so that was a combination. So there's online training for it huh? um, yeah. that can that can vary. You know, I think it's about six months or a year. And then it was a hundred hours in person, um, hands-on training. And then there's continuing ed afterwards. Right. Yes. 
Yeah. So I'm really excited that you're doing this because I think it's a wonderful resource in helping people transition through those things holding them back. It's just unbelievable, really. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Yes. <laughs> so were you, did you do any kind of live event where you got to meet Marissa Pierre? Was it, I know now everything's online. Of course. I know. You know, I was I was to go to one of the sessions in LA because I did want to meet her. And she's a dynamic woman for those out there. And you can go to her website. But um she uh actually did training here in the United States. She's from England and uh so she was living here in in the United States. But then I don't I don't know how she, I think she just decided to start educating people about the benefits of uh, RTT, correct? I don't, I don't know how she made that transition. But yes, mm-hmm. I did take the online course, but I didn't get to go meet her because there was something that I prevent. I even signed up. We could have met each other there, but, <laughs> but I had to cancel my trip. I think there was a, something must have happened here. It, I had to cancel my trip. It was mm-hmm. so disappointing. Oh, but anyway, you know, those things happen. So I uh, missed the opportunity to meet her, and I, I would have liked that a lot. Yeah. So I hope you get the opportunity someday. And it's someday over the rainbow when we can all meet and have events in person again or things yeah. like that. <laughs> Yes. So how was your meeting with her? How did you like working with her? Oh, it was amazing. And, um, you know, for me, when, when you, when we work with people and we're, and we're looking at our past, you know, Mm -hmm. usually there are experiences that maybe we're embarrassed about or ashamed of, or, you know, it's, it's really personal and it can, it can be, you know, really intimate. And she just held that space for people with such honor, you know, like there was never any shame. She would tell, she would always tell stories to help people feel better. Some, you know, somebody that did something similar that she knew that was famous or things like that. And she really just honored every person in, in a powerful way that to me was really, I learned, I think, just as much from that as the technique of all the honor that she gave each each person and each person's story and each person's healing to me is like a sacred space. So yeah. I think that's what I saw. What a privilege you got to go do that. That's just awesome. Well, we are going to take a short break now, and we will be coming back. But when we come back... We have much more to talk about, don't we? Yeah. (laughs) We have more good stuff to talk about. So stay tuned, and we'll be back shortly. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. 
Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. spend a lot of time in front of it, but do you know who invented the television set? The short answer is John Logie Baird, who invented the television set in 1925. The longer answer is that many people worked on different inventions that eventually came together to make a television set. The very first television show was a broadcast of the opening ceremony of the New York World's Fair in 1939. The first television commercial was for Bull of Watches. The cost of that commercial? Four dollars. And so began the herkle-durkle and thurgy-lurgy, or the idle relaxation of watching television. Of course, in the early days, we got a lot of exercise watching TV. We had to walk both ways to the television set to change the channel. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to this segment of Second Win. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking today with Serena Talbot. And we have just had a great time in the first session. I love talking about where she is today and how life has transitioned her through. But I want to share another thing that I did. When I was recovering from my divorce, that transition that I went through almost 20 years ago, um, I I wrote a book about something that I was so passionate about. And it was about finding, it's called The Effortless Happiness, It is a book about finding your values. Now, so many people live their lives without knowing what they truly believe in. What are their values? And it's so important that you know what your key top values are because they actually run your life. They help you make decisions. They help you become who you like to be, and they can also give you lots of grief when you're needing to make decisions and you're trying to do it without knowing your values. My example is, I I I like in my home to have a, a sculpture and art and things like that because it makes me happy. I love the beauty of those things in my home. Now, in many people's homes, they choose not to do that. They choose to decorate a totally different way. And it made me very self-conscious because sometimes I would feel very uncomfortable when they'd come and say, your house looks like a museum. And I I felt really bad about it. It it, it made me feel uh, uncomfortable. So when I did my values... You go through a series of words that resonate with you as you say them. You choose those values and then you do a process from eliminating those words that you were drawn to down to ending up with five words that really 
resonate with who you are. When I realized that my one of my values was beauty, and I was living that out in the way I lived, then I could totally accept myself, for that is a part of me. Sometimes you go out to dinner with somebody. You get really angry with somebody because they don't step up and pay their part of the bill. Now, what is that about? That's another example of somebody not meeting your value of maybe honesty, responsibility, being a team player. It could be so many of those, and only you can identify what that value is, that either makes you accept yourself more for loving beauty or at least explains to you why you have this anger at your dinner mate about lack of his responsibility, her responsibility. This is all explained in my book, and it is an important part of transitioning Getting to know who you are. We have lived years without knowing who we are and appreciating what makes us unique from someone else. We are all unique. And once we find those, then they become values that we really know they set us apart. And they need to be, we need to know what they are so that we can accept ourselves for who we are and appreciate ourselves. So you can also get this book, Joyce Buford Empowers, on my website, or you can go directly to Amazon and buy it if you'd like. So I really, really suggest that over this holiday or um, starting off the, the 2021 year that you add this to your book list so you get to know you a little bit better. All right. End of plug there. Okay. Now, let's talk about, you You talked about your purpose and how you use your purpose now, but you also, the purpose was born possibly back in your early days when you were going through some of the struggles of poverty and, and a family splitting up and things that leads people, women, and children to leave and have to live in different arrangements. So how did you create a purpose from that? That's a hard way to say all that, isn't it? But anyway, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah, it, it's really it interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I think of, I'm not sure if it was Freud or, or Jung, that, um, the psychologist, they talk about the first half and the second half of life. Yes. And, and to me, that's kind of how it was when the first half you're, you're doing all the things I did, making a mess. Richard Rohr, um, is an author that I like, and he says the bigger the mess you make in the first half, the better it goes in the second half. So I think I did a really good job of that. Oh, I like that. I know. I love <laughs> it. Um, but it's the same purpose. My purpose was to help people heal um, and, and all of my past experiences ha help that, you know, growing up in trauma and abuse and, and watching, you know, my amazing mom be able to change and grow and, um, just being a, a powerhouse that she is, but also the, you know, 
tenacity and the resilience and stuff, you know, when you go through all that stuff that I have, but in the, in the business that failed, I was, you know, my goal was to help people heal, but I was doing it out of the ego, right? I needed to prove myself and I just wanted, you know, I just thought, well, we're just going to do this and this and this, and then they're going to get their acts together and they're going to change. And, you know, having that misguided. And so then when it closed, um, doing the healing work so that now I'm doing what I originally wanted and my original, you know, heart's desire is to see right. women. And, and now I work with men and women and kids to see them be able to actually make the changes because now I get it, uh, cause yeah. of the things that I've gone through. But I did want to say that, when Naomi house is the name of the business, when it closed, I didn't know that I didn't know I'd have this happy story, you know, 10, 12 years later, like it's all good and everything, yeah. you know, nice. I just was in it. And, and I'm sure you, you know, the divorce process, you're just, everything's done and, and ended and, and it, you can't possibly see the other side. And I think that's what I love about how you have people share stories because it's someone on the other side going, there is hope. You, you, yeah. Your purpose isn't going to change. Even if everything you were just doing that you thought was your purpose and you thought was the plan and you thought was the rest of your life, even if that has come crashing down, mm -hmm. there's still hope and your purpose and who you are and who you are supposed to be in the world doesn't change. And now I appreciate every single bit of pain, which might sound crazy, but all of that has given me this capacity to sit with people who are in pain and absolutely believe that they can heal and they can get better because I've walked through a lot of it, not all right. of it. Um, yeah. And yeah. to me, knowing now that all of that stuff I was doing became part of my actual um ability, it blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Back in those days when you were really hurting and you were trying to, you know, build your business and it just wasn't going to make, um, it's, it's sometimes you're amazed when you look back, you can look today, you look at where you are today and you think, oh, if I hadn't gone through all that pain of struggle, 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 trying to build the business and then it failed, how would I have made the transition to be the even better person I am today? The more you're able to help so many more people because of your own growth. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because when it, when it closed, I, I imagine myself with this big red X label, you know, like failure across mm -hmm. my life. And now, as I look back, I see all the things and I was, that I did well. And that I did right. There was one donor who um, gave us a donation toward the end when we were about to close and we still had bills, but I went to them and I said, you know, um, we're closing. I'm so sorry. And they said, Oh no, you know, keep the money. And I, and I went back a couple years later and I said, Oh, I'm, I'm just feel so disappointed, you know, that you, you believed in us and you gave us that money and it failed and it closed. And he said, you never failed. You did it. And like that really switched it for me. Like, Oh yeah, 
I did it. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't do it. And so I've been able to look at the past things and go, you know what? There were a lot of things, like you said, I got the business skills and, you know, Mm -hmm. even when we have failed marriages, we learn so much and we can be proud of ourselves for the things that we do, even when it doesn't end how we think. Right. Well, I can, you know, today, I mean, that woman that went through divorce would not know that that she could write a book. Yeah, that actually enjoyed writing. Yeah, that I would do a podcast. I mean, I have, I have grown so just because of my healing. You know that I and everybody has to heal. There's not anybody that doesn't have to heal something. Yeah, <laughs> so. I do think we get the choice to say <laughs> yes or no. Yeah. And- I love hanging out with the people that say yes. <laughs> I was thinking, I just wish we learned in good times and in good experiences, but we don't. We no. only learn through the the pain, you know. It never is convenient. Right. You know, it's always going to pop up. How do you think this, <clears throat> that story, that, that transition you, that you went back in nine years ago, how that has affected your family? Well, when I first, when I first went home, um, and I know that sounds crazy because I was home the whole time, but I wasn't present with them and I was working a ton. And, and so when I, when I say I went home to my four beautiful daughters and my husband, I became present with them, you know, because I was defeated and, and I had to apologize. Um, they resented my phone. I was on it all the time. And I, and I remember, you know, kneeling down, they were all little my my Mm -hmm. oldest was eight so I've got these beautiful baby girls and I sat on the couch and I looked at them all and I said I'm sorry um and then I and then I became present and I did the healing and so I know um and my oldest is now 18 Ah! yes 18 and a half oh my gosh I know that they they watched you know Uh and and they saw me heal and they uh-huh. saw me behave differently and they know that I'm different now. And we had those conversations. Um, so I know that that's affected my family, but I think the reason I, I, I don't know if rise up, the reason I went back to school, the reason I started a new career is because I wanted them to see that that wasn't the end of the story. Like they were a huge yes. motivation yeah. that, you know, we can heal and we can actually start over and um, I believe and I hope that that's affected them as well. You know, that they, that they can see the same, the same thing, that we, we always get to try again and start something new and rise up and heal and grow and change. Well, you said something that I, I just, I'm going to take a look, be a little picky. Uh, you said you started over, but you didn't. You just added to the value that you had. Yeah. In my book, yeah. I mean, I know what you mean. You're starting back in education and, you know, taking a step back. But, oh, all of that was such a, it was like putting layers on a cake, you know? Mm, I love that. I love that visual. You yeah. just keep getting better and better and better. Yeah. And he doesn't like icing. Yeah. We all like icing. Yeah. 
Oh, I really love that. I love that way of looking yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah. So as you go, as you look going forward, how do you see your your life, uh, your career? Let's say your career. What do you? And I want you to talk about your website and and what you do offer from your website. Let's do that first. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So my website is serenatalbot.com. I, if you go on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, Serena Talbot, if you can figure out how to spell my name from the show notes, <laughs> then, then you can find it anywhere. The name of my business is the, um, mindset transformation company. Uh-huh. And so I work with people either over six weeks or six months. And then I have a couple different group coaching, um, for business and corporations, group coaching opportunities, um, for mindset again, that I have, have there. So it's best if you go to serenatalbot.com and then you can connect with me, you can set up a, a call, you can email me. Um, that's really the best way to get in touch. And I've got videos there too, because, you know, I, I think I explained it well here, but what I do is different. So I like to share, you know, more about it as, as much as I can. Right. Yeah. Well, you're attacking really, I think the biggest issue that people have in their lives and that is their mind thinking. I mean, you know, we tell ourselves such horrible messages I mean, we're much crueler than people, uh, people, our friends or our family. We're always picking on ourselves. We never go, good job, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's funny when you were talking about your book sounds absolutely phenomenal, but knowing who you are, you know, Uh that's the work is, is getting rid of the things that are in the way of that. And our mindset is the most it's the only thing in the way of that, of knowing who we are and valuing ourselves and loving ourselves. And it's really interesting to me because when I worked with the women who were in, in homelessness, I thought, Oh, we're going to give them, you know, they're going to get a budget and classes and a mentor and a job, and that's going to fix it. But it Uh wasn't, it was the mindset. It was exactly what you were saying. It was those beliefs. It didn't matter what happened externally. If that internal belief wasn't there, there was no changing. That's true. Did you spend much time working on their mindset or were you trying to fix the person, her outside body? (laughs) (laughs) Trying to fix people was definitely my agenda. And and a lot of the women were in um, traditional therapy, but it, it was this this idea of really getting to the root that became very evident that there is a huge need for that. And especially when we have past traumas or pains or hurts, you know, people hold on to beliefs um, that aren't serving them because when they were little, they got, they got downloaded. There's no shame. There's no like, Oh, just get a job. You know, there's a lot more going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Those subtle messages you get in a family are, are as detrimental as the ones that are actually verbal abuse that, many of us will have, but we get messages. Like I was number two daughter and I always felt number two daughter in that order, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so that's right. There is a subtle mind shift that needs to change 
when you're trying to create a create a career or when you're getting up to speak in front of the group. You need every bit of confidence you can muster and know that you're the best on that stage and you can do the best. And Absolutely. so all of those are so subtle, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of people that go, oh, my parents were great. I'm just fine. You know, and it's like anytime we want to reach different goals in our business or accomplish something different or think differently, it is, it's figuring out what the root and the root can be a simple conversation or a simple experience, but we're being, we're, we're learning what, how the world works, you know, yep. and, and like you, you learn, I'm, I'm second, maybe second rate, you mm -hmm. know, and, and then you're older and you're like, well, I want to speak in front of everybody and have a first rate business. Well, you're going to have to figure out that old belief first, you know? You're right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when you work with a client, do they normally just call you for a, how do you connect? How do clients connect with you again? You yep. said it earlier, but yeah, they, they can go onto my website and schedule. There's a bunch of different places to schedule a consultation call. That's, they can do that right over okay. a, a calendar link online and that's the best way. Or, you know, my email is also there. So yeah, I like to have a conversation with people, um, to see, you know, what's your issue, How's it showing up in your life? What things do you want to be different? If people have questions, I'm open to any questions or like, how the heck does this work? You know, um, I, I love answering those questions too. So are you totally online now? So anybody could call you from all over the world? Yes. I work with people all over the United States and Canada and I've had clients in Europe as well. Yes. Um, like you, whoever can get on, you know, Zoom or Skype. Mm -hmm. can, uh, the the um, coaching and the rep transformational therapy is equally as effective online as in person. And I do now, have an office. Yeah. Are is your are your courses um, group courses or how does that work? So I work with people individually um, okay. for that for that deep you know getting to the root of things yes. um, uh -huh. over six weeks or six months. Okay. Um, when, when we call, we see which is a better fit. And then uh -huh. the, the group coaching, um, those are two different, um, group coaching that I do. One is four different coaches. So mindset coach, business coach, marketing coach, and finance coach. Um, and there's two different groups. Um, one also, are there four different coaches? Are you saying you yes. partnered? Yep. So yeah. it's okay. a collaborative coaching thing. Yeah. Um, and that's on zoom. And then there's one where it's me and another mindset coach and we do mindset around money and motivation and oh, we have like, too much good. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that's popular. Yeah. 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 So those, and she's, she's, um, uh, an expert. She works with sales professionals and then I work with business owners. So it's a really good mix. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Now you you live in Milwaukee? Yes. Yes. Well, I'm in Texas. And um, the therapy in Texas is only done by um, psychologists. So that's why I didn't pursue what you're doing. 
Yes. Isn't that interesting? It is. You know, I, I'm part of this phenomenal group here in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. It's actually right outside of Milwaukee um, mm -hmm. in, a, in a town called Oconomowoc. And it's a woman who's a psychologist um, and a therapist. And she is doing her best to break that stigma. And I work with clients all the time who have um, either, you know, gone to the the state hospital or psychologists or therapists. And they say, I got more out of one session than, you know, years of traditional therapy. And, and it's not to slight anyone. I honor and respect psychologists, right. therapists, of course. I, and I, mm -hmm. and I benefited from much of that, but it's mm -hmm. just new brain science that we mm -hmm. can, that we can change how we're thinking. There's kind of an old school. Well, you just have to have coping mechanisms because you can't change because our brains can't change. And all this new science is saying, no, there's neuroplasticity and we can change how we're thinking and we can we can overcome old behaviors so anyway her vision is to have um, she has the traditional psychologists and and counselors and then she also has um, other other healers and coaches and she's going to have a branch with doctors but everybody working together you know and right. communicating and, and healing trauma and all of this stuff so my yeah. my thought is that that'll become more and more popular? <laughs> My mm -hmm. hope, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so that it's accessible to people because right now um, Canada does have insurance that pays for RTT and the VA. Oh. It, it's recognized by the veterans as an alternative. Right therapy, but it isn't covered. You know, my dream one day is it's covered by traditional therapy. I know that's what Marissa Peer is working on oh. um, because she's a traditional psychologist as well, getting, doing all that work, you know, right. to get insurance to cover it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so talk, if you will, just a minute for somebody trying to make decisions and changes in their thinking, what the benefit is in working with a coach? I think the main, the main thing about working with a coach is they think different <laughs> so they can help us think differently, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and to your point, you know, as you coach people, I don't know if your coaching focuses on people going through divorce. Is that right? Yes. Uh -huh. You know, that's the beauty of it is you have, you've gone through it, you know, exactly what they're going through. Maybe not totally 100% how they feel, but you know, better than anybody else. Cause you've right. been through it and you're on the other side. I think that's the thing about coaching is when people are ahead of us, they hold that space and they, mm -hmm. they know how we can get to where we're going because that's where they are. And they know where we are right now. Cause they've been there to me. Yeah. That's yeah the best part of it. Yeah. Yeah. We hold the dream of the yeah. other side of the transition. Well, I, we have come to the end of our time together, unfortunately, Serena, because <laughs> I've thoroughly enjoyed talking with you today. Oh, You're a delightful lady. Yeah. And, um, I, I, uh, really applaud the work that you're doing. I know that you are changing lives. So I thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and letting me share um, and, and providing the space for people to, to hear. These are important stories, I think. Yes, they are. So go talk to Serena and see about if you are working with some struggles through mindset. If you can go and, and just share some time with her. It doesn't cost you to call her and have that. You don't charge for that, do you? No, 
No, no. Yep. So it's a free conversation and find out if there is something that is holding you back from achieving what you were meant to do here on earth. So anyway, thank you, Serena. Thank now, you. now we are moving on. This has just been a, such a valuable uh, show. So thank you for being here. And I want you to think about the vision board workshop. It's going to change 2021 for you. And I want this to be your best year coming up. So I hope that you'll go to JoyceBufordEmpowers.com, sign up for the freebie, you'll give me your email, and then you'll start getting all of my conversation, all of my emails about this. Then you can also go to Facebook, Joyce Buford Empowers. So thank you for being here. Go out and make it a great week because this is all a new year. Thanks for being here. Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.